Welcome to Leaves the Blue Away, the serials, where we retell and explore stories from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Allen. Check out our main podcast for frank and engaging discussions about culture and current events, and also intimate conversations with regular people just like us who open up and tell us their stories. Today, we're reading 1 Samuel 17 from The Message. The Philistines drew up their troops for battle. Saul and the Israelites came together, camped at Oak Valley, and spread out their troops in battle readiness for the Philistines. The Philistines were on one hill, the Israelites on the opposing hill, with the valley between them. A giant nearly ten feet tall stepped out from the Philistine line into the open, Goliath from Gath. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was dressed in armor, a hundred and twenty-six pounds of it. He wore bronze shin guards and carried a bronze sword. His spear was like a fence rail. The spear tip alone weighed over fifteen pounds. His shield-bearer walked ahead of him. Goliath stood there and called out to the Israelite troops, Why bother using your whole army? Am I not Philistine enough for you? And you're all committed to Saul, aren't you? So pick your best fighter and pit him against me. If he gets the upper hand and kills me, the Philistines will all become your slaves. But if I get the upper hand and kill him, you'll all become our slaves and serve us. I challenge the troops of Israel this day. Give me a man. Let us fight it out together. When Saul and his troops heard the Philistines' challenge, they were terrified and lost all hope. Enter David. He was the son of Jesse from Bethlehem in Judah. David was the youngest son. While his three oldest brothers went to war with Saul, David went back and forth from attending to Saul to tending his father's sheep in Bethlehem. Each morning and evening for forty days, Goliath took his stand and made his speech. One day, Jesse told David, his son, Take this sack of cracked wheat and these ten loaves of bread and run them down to your brothers in the camp and take these ten wedges of cheese to the captain of their division. Check in on your brothers and see whether they are getting along all right and let me know how they're doing. Saul and your brothers and all the Israelites in their war with the Philistines in the Oak Valley. David was up at the crack of dawn and, having arranged for someone to tend his flock, took the food and was on his way just as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the army was moving into battle formation, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines moved into position, facing each other. Battle ready. David left his bundles of food in the care of a sentry ran to the troops who were deployed, and greeted his brothers. While they were talking together, the Philistine champion, Goliath of Gath, stepped out from the front lines of the Philistines and gave his usual challenge. David heard him. The Israelites, to a man, fell back the moment they saw the giant, totally frightened. The talk among the troops was, Have you ever seen anything like this? This man openly and defiantly challenging Israel? The man who kills the giant will have it made. The king will give him a huge reward, offer his daughter as a bride, and give his entire family a free ride. David, who was talking to the men standing around him, asked, What's in it for the man who kills that Philistine and gets rid of this ugly blot on Israel's honor? Who does he think he is, anyway, this uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of God alive? 
They told him what everyone was saying about what the king would do for the man who killed the Philistine. The things David was saying were picked up and reported to Saul. Saul sent for him. Master, said David, don't give up hope. I'm ready to go and fight this Philistine. Saul answered David, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You're too young and inexperienced. And he's been at this fighting business since before you were born. David said, I've been a shepherd tending sheep for my father. Whenever a lion or bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I'd go after it, knock it down and rescue the lamb. If it turned on me, I'd grab it by the throat, wring its neck and kill it. Lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. And I'll do the same to this Philistine pig who was taunting the troops of God alive. God, who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of the bear, will deliver me from this Philistine. Saul said, Go, and God help you. Then Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put his bronze helmet on his head and belted his sword on him over his armor. David tried to walk, but he could hardly budge. David told Saul, I can't even move with all this stuff on me. I'm not used to this. And he took it all off. Then David took his shepherd's staff, selected five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's pack, and with his sling in his hand, approached Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, verses 1 through 40 in the message. The giant stepped out from the line of Philistine soldiers and stretched to his full height of just under ten feet. He was taller than two men and broader than three men standing shoulder to shoulder. He was massive, and his bronze armor had been designed to accentuate his size. He stood there on the plain in the bright sunlight, shining like a god in a sea of children. Everything about Goliath was designed to frighten and intimidate his lesser foes. And who wasn't a lesser man next to this towering freak of human size and strength? When Saul and the Israelites beheld him, they trembled in fear and lost all hope. Enter David. Just a teenager, the youngest and quite possibly the smallest of the men in the valley that day, David the shepherd boy was the only one who was unafraid. And eventually, word made it to Saul of a boy who wanted to fight the giant. Saul knew David. David played the harp for Saul when the dark moods came. And he had the young man brought to him. Don't give up, master. David had boyish good looks, but there was a courage, a steel to the boy Saul couldn't escape. Let me go and fight this oversized, uncircumcised Philistine dog, my lord. Saul smiled. Such audacity and bravado had been sorely lacking in Israel's ranks ever since the giant first appeared 40 days earlier. But though the boy showed plenty of courage, Saul knew better than to send a teenage boy to certain death. David, my son, I love where your heart is. You're a young lion, but you're not a soldier. You're too young and inexperienced. And this giant has been making a sport of killing men since before you were born. Age and experience are double-edged swords. Wisdom often comes with age, but so does skepticism. After we've lived a while under this sun, we become accustomed to the ways of the world. We understand how life on this fallen planet works, and we conform to the nature of the world around us. The strong prey on the weak, might makes right, 
And if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And giants are nearly always unbeatable. It doesn't take too many defeats for our courage to be curtailed and our passions restrained. Our dreams, once big enough to fill an entire horizon, are properly cut down to realistic, manageable expectations. Enter David. David wasn't wowed by Goliath's size or fighting experience or his hundreds of pounds of gleaming armor. David didn't think he could defeat Goliath in his own strength, but he didn't need to. He put his faith solely in his God, whose name this filthy Philistine was blaspheming, and David would not be dissuaded. Finally, Saul gave in. Go then, my son, and God be with you. Then Saul tried to outfit David in his own armor, like the soldier he had just told the boy he wasn't. But David could hardly move under the weight and took it all off. David would eventually grow into a soldier. He would become one of the greatest warriors in the history of Israel. But on that day, in that valley, facing the Philistine giant, David wasn't yet the man he would one day become. He was a shepherd boy with great faith in an even greater God. And he must fight the giant as a shepherd, not a soldier. What about you? On which side of the story do you find yourself? We all see the giant standing in the plain, awed by his massive shield and armor glinting in the sun. Most of us have lost heart and hope. We've seen enough of life to know how this ends, and we know it ends badly for our side. The giant keeps taunting us, mocking our pie-in-the-sky belief in God. We have satellites and spaceships and open-heart surgery. God has been replaced by science. The old ways are fading away. Then someone shows up, someone younger, inexperienced, but full of faith in a living, active God. But he doesn't look or talk right. He hasn't been to seminary and doesn't have an experienced church planting team advising him. She doesn't know Greek or Hebrew. She just reads her Bible and believes it. When Jesus told her to lead, she hadn't been in church long enough to know women aren't allowed to lead. While everyone else cowered in fear from the giant, he believed Jesus instead. And when God told him to fight, he didn't know he had the wrong weapons. He just trusted God and picked out five smooth stones from the brook. God doesn't choose the most talented people with the best experience to fight his battles. He chooses the ones no one else would and he fills them as only he could. And too often, too many experienced Christians try to rein the young man or woman in. They try to tamp down the -the over-the-top enthusiasm and encourage them to get their own life firmly in order before trying to serve God. And failing that, if the fire inside burns too hot to put out, the experienced and seasoned saints among us often do the next best thing to avert the spectacular failure and defeat that must be coming. They begin to layer on the armor and weapons they've always known and used onto the shepherd boy. We layer on creeds and catechisms, rules and regulations, proven methods of ministry, all the old wineskins of generations past. And under the weight of it all, the rebel shepherd boy can hardly move. 
while in our minds he's finally ready for battle. But God is pouring out new wine. Your weapons are not your father's weapons. They may not even be the weapons you will one day grow into and master. But God didn't choose you for your weapons. He chose you for your heart. What's in your hand, God asked Moses. And he poses the same question to each of us. He will use whatever it is. It's not the weapon in our hands that matter, but the faith in our hearts. God chose you for this enemy at this time with whatever weapons are already in your hand. Then David took his shepherd's staff, selected five smooth stones from the brook, and with his sling in his hand, approached Goliath. The battle is upon us. The giant is waiting. Thanks for joining me today. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Leaves the Blue Away. Make sure to subscribe and share this story with your family and friends, and check out our main podcast. May the God of all hope bless you and take these seeds we're scattering and use them for his harvest. See you next time.